What's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Peter Bolden. And I'm Dr. Craig Spodek, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Simply the best podcast in dentistry designed to help you maximize your practice and your life through four pillars of success. Leadership, team culture, marketing, and financial freedom, and everything in between. Now, let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Hey, people. Welcome back. Welcome back to Craig and Pete's Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. I am I, AKA to, the Craig and Pete Show today. Craig and Pete Show again today. I'm feeling like I'm doing all the intros because I just made a, uh, I just invented my own mix of, of Bulletproof Coffee. You know, Craig, that was like my thing on how I did. Uh, I know I'm going way down a rabbit hole real quick, but I used to have people text me all the time because I talked about Bulletproof on Mark Costas, ironically about Bulletproof Coffee years ago. And I had this like special recipe and it was like my hack to getting thin because I got a little chubby there for a second and I kind of went keto but uh I'm all hyped up on my new mix which is a dry mix because making bulletproof coffee is a pain in the ass have you ever made that stuff no come on man I'm not into biohacks okay well those of you listening I'm sure everyone knows about bulletproof coffee it's a pain in the butt like butter and this and that mixing and blending and it's a pain in the ass so I I I found a way to make it real easy by doing it all a dry mix and it's really neat. So if you want that, let me know. But today- and By the way, it has nothing to do with the podcast and the name of the No, it just, I just figured it was funny because you've mentioned before I hit record, like you're all hyped. Go ahead today. And yeah, go I'm do all it. Hyped. You're all hyped. I'm all hyped. Um, not all hyped, um, but today's topic- It's a is, good one. Is a great one. And I feel like we're going to get super passionate about this one. It's called the three things you must do to increase production. Yeah. Incre- and Craig, this was a, this was a, you know, we have a topics list of things that we've kind of curated from listening to people ask questions when we did that post a while back. And I think this was one that you kind of uh, authored, if you will. And I think it's great. And the, and the, in the examples that you've kind of written down here are great and so obvious. And we forget sometimes that like what seems obvious to you and I, because we've struggled through a lot of this stuff yeah, I know. and trying to find our, we're trying to navigate through the, the business of dentistry and, and balancing of dentistry that we've distilled it down to three things that make sure you're doing and um where i should go with that is is sometimes the obvious to us is 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 needs to be reiterated well it's like you Even and i know to us to, yeah you and i know how to make the cake so we don't really need to look at the recipe book we forget about the recipe sometime and recipe is really important you need you need formulas to make this happen and by the way most people don't know what they don't, I mean, they don't know what they don't know, number one, and they don't know what's going on because they don't have appropriate data. So I want to jump in with the number one thing, that treatment acceptance, if that's okay. Can we talk about that? Well, that's okay, but I think, sure, go. So number just, one would just, be treatment yeah. acceptance. And the reason why I want to jump in with that is because anecdotally and with selection bias, the human behaviors that uh, we have built into us, you actually don't know how you're really doing. That So you meet a patient in a hygiene room, you're busy, you tell them about the crown they need. And I'm not talking about like cosmetic stuff. That's a whole different level. So if you're just like the average dentist, and by the way, average dentist could mean that you produce a million dollars a year. So you could be high average. You've got to master the quad. So I know we always chase the big sexy idea of like the big cases, this $50,000 cases, but those people that can have like a 55, 60% acceptance rate and they do quadrant dentistry, they're crushing it, but they don't know how they're doing. All right. So, they, so let me go back up, Craig, just a second. Okay. So you're, you're really, you're not saying case acceptance. You're saying focus on, tre- so number one would be focus on treating quadrants. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. It's semantics, but yes, my, the biggest thing though, is like the, we always talk about the trifecta uh, to be a great dentist. You need to have great diagnostic skill. You need to be able to see it. 
Mm-hmm. You need to be able to have great hands. You need to be able to do it. And you have to have great rapport. You need to be able to convince people to do it. Mm-hmm. And you can't stand without one of those legs. So we all know people, unfortunately, go. that have shitty hands, shitty diagnosis, but great rapport. So they're selling a bunch of stuff that people don't need and that doesn't work. And they make a lot of money. And that's really the travesty because patients don't readily know the quality that they're getting. They just know he's really nice. He, he's super kind and you know he never hurts me, but they're not, they're doing bad things for patients. Or we know the people that are really talented with their hands. They can cut a beautiful crown prep. They're going to all the courses. They're taking all the courses how to polish your prep and they know how to do it. And they're following all the guys on Instagram that do the zoomed in shots of their preps, but they have no ability to connect to patients. Yeah. They go in and say things like, ma'am, you need a gross deprivement. No, your periodontium. (laughs) I have a doctor right now. Love him. But I I just listened to one. He's got a 32% treatment acceptance rate. I listened to one of his consults. He pulls up an x-ray and the patient's just like, Oh my God, what is that? Is that my toes? And then he goes through the whole five minutes of explaining an x-ray and then the periodontium and the occlusal equilibration. I'm like, the guy's got decay. You got a hole in your tooth. You need a cap. You need right. a crown. We can do it today. That's a great, that's a great thing. So as dentists, and I've, we've, we've talked about this before. I don't know about on the podcast or not. But as dentists, as engineers, as people who are very science-backed, our default when we get into uncomfortable situations or get in uncomfortable social or explaining, our default is to go more technical because that will, us looking super smart will save us, quote unquote. Right? But by the way, it works really good when you're talking to an engineer. So you'll have 100% acceptance when you talk, when you give your treatment plan acceptance to an engineer well, or another course. doctor. Duh. But I'm saying, and that's why it's so important that I always talk about body language is because because sometimes you are talking to an engineer, but you need to identify that in the context of who's sitting in that chair. And you know how it's really easy if you're not a body language guy like you? Just say, <laughs> hey, Mr. Jones, I'm Dr. Dan. You've got some stuff going on. Are you the type of person that likes really, really detailed conversations or would you rather have big picture? They'll tell you flat out, just give me a big picture, doc. I trust you. I know what's going, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got two two things, 22 teeth in your lower right have holes in them or cavities. One can be a filling, one can be a crown. Nancy here can help you fit the treatment you need into your budget. Do you have any questions for me? Yeah, how long will it take? I can do it in a single day. We have technology to do it one day here. Oh, fantastic. No temporaries? Yeah, no goopy impressions in the temporaries. I'll be a scan. Sound good? You want to get started? Yeah, great. Versus you know, the stuff that we hear. And, and by the way, and, I just and that to- was actually an adequate. So let's unpack that for a second, Craig, that was more powerful than you think, because we have to, we think that, all right, if I'm going to enroll quadrant dentistry, then I need to have this long-winded explanation. Like literally that was the full extent of what that conversation could have and should have looked like if that person said yes to that answer, right? Meaning that was adequate. So when people start asking buying questions or, or questions that they're saying or agreeing, right, right, yeah. stop talking, yeah. stop talking, get out of the room, Leave and leave because leave. all you're going to do at that point is quote is unquote unsell them. Unsell that you, you're just and, you're right. And by the way, Pete, I'm sorry, I'm just getting, I'm jumping here, and I'll, I'll, I'll calm down in one second. I just want to get this one thing out. You're going to talk about selling, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm not going to talk about selling. Well, because everything does need to be sold, and I'm, we're not going to go there. Okay. But you ask the average dentist, what is your treatment acceptance rate? Meaning, what percentage of patients bought one of the things that you recommended? Mm-hmm. So let's just say you had five things. If they bought one, if everybody you 
saw they had five issues, five cavities, five real cavities, by the way, and they're buying. So you're selling the problem, they're buying the solution, right? You met five patients, all had five things, and each person only committed to one of the things. You have a 100% treatment acceptance rate for that day. So when you ask patients, what is your treatment acceptance rate? If you don't have software, you know, there's many softwares, Dental Intel is one because I'm most familiar with that. But if you don't have software that shows you that, I don't know how the hell you pull that out, but you'll ask most people, most dentists, they'll tell you 85, 90%. Then you turn on their lights. Like when I showed this doctor in my practice, I'm like, dude, your treatment acceptance rate is 32%. I'm like, doc, are you presenting a lot of cosmetics? No, none. I'm a real restorative guy. Like these are all fillings, crowns. These are all active decay, people with major problems. So I'm like, well, that $500,000 of work that you recommended this last quarter, only 30% of them accepted. That means the other 68% as we speak are getting worse. Their fillings are turning into crowns. Their crowns are turning into extractions. Their bridges are turning into, you know, larger bridges. We're failing our patients. If we don't enroll them, we're failing them because they're getting worse. So do you, if you don't adequately, adequately uh, elaborate on the problem and what's going to happen if they choose not to, you're failing them. Uh, 100% agree. And now let's flip that again. And so let's say that you analyze someone's acceptance and they're like 100%. Okay. So here's, there's the other flip side of that is that it's almost easy to enroll anybody in a crown of the month or the filling of the month or crown whatever the year, right? But it becomes increasingly challenging to, to tell someone the value of doing the quadrant. All this, Ms. Jones, let's do all three at once. It's an economy of scale. You'll save time. You only get one shot. Like speak to the benefit to them, benefited patient verbiage. Well, also like imagine when you do DO on 29 and crown on 30. That'll be so, the best damn DO ever. If you had to do a, a, a crown on me, Peter, on number 30, and I had a silver filling. By the way, don't call it an amalgam. Patients don't know what an amalgam is. When my doctor is actually calling an amalgam. Just I call it a mercury filling. Mercury filling. By the way, we have to install uh, mercury separators on my practice right now. And I'm telling patients, the state believes that it's safe for me to place your silver filling in your mouth, but it's illegal to flush it down the toilet. It's too dangerous to go in the freaking sewer system. But it's, it's okay dangerous. six inches from your brain. Yeah, or two inches from your brain, whatever it is. But the point is, is that I would want my silver mercury filling on DO29 taken out while you've prepped my 30 because you can actually do a really good DO. You cannot, I can guarantee your DO will be better when you have the access of the crown prep next to it. That's the one time in your entire life okay, but that that'll be good to do it. Where I was going was, Greg, is that don't go for the layup just so you can have 100%. Really yeah. go with like, what would I want done if I was sitting where Mrs. Jones is sitting? And, and dentists, I feel like we want to be accepted so much. We want to get the success. We want to get the approval from our patients because that's why we're it's, here. It's a sweaty back conversation again. It's a sweaty back, right? So, But go for what you would want if it was your mom, your sister, your brother, and just go for that discussion. And if you fail and, and they say, oh, I, didn't, I don't like that, doc. That doesn't sound good. Evaluate. I used to, early in my career, Craig, I'm not kidding you. I used to to record my consultations, not for any other reason, but to audit myself because I yeah. identified there being uncomfortable portions in my, in my dialogue that I wanted to just say, hmm, what could I have done better? What could I have said better yeah. there, right? And then other times I was like, that was great. I'm going to really write that down and put that in my kind of repertoire. So don't be afraid to audit yourself and think that you've got it all figured out. Like I sure yeah. as hell don't figure it out. Even and by the even way, now. your your team will not want to have the sweaty back conversation and tell you you suck. So when you say, "Hey, Natalie, how did that presentation go? How did I do? Oh, mm-hmm. you did great. You did great." Yeah. Did they schedule? Well, no. They're just going to go home and ask their 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 uncle and their grandfather, and they're going to go <laughs> on the cruise. They never tell. By the way, I when I was single, I asked 
women on dates and many women told me they had boyfriends and you know what they actually didn't they just didn't find me attractive in some way they just didn't want to hurt my feelings your treatment cord it's okay i'm just saying that when they don't buy when they don't accept your treatment don't buy their excuse means that they did not value you they didn't okay. value what you said all right we beat this one so that was number one we uh, beat sorry, this it's, one. It's, it's upsetting. no it's important and yeah, it's it it's important. massive right so go for quad or even arch dentistry start with quad i mean start, start small Start, master that right and be the and like craig is saying like don't go for the home run all the time with a fifty thousand dollar case a lot of damn doubles or quadrants right and if you can hit a double almost every time to bat i promise you you'll be the most popular guy in baseball metaphorically yeah. speaking <laughs> at the end of this year we'll be entering in the year 2020 2020 everyone associates with perfect vision wouldn't it be cool to start your year off with perfect vision and clarity for your practice's trajectory, heck, even other aspects of your life, we are doing the summit early in the year for this very purpose. As practice owners ourselves, we are bringing tips and processes that helped grow our practices to scale. Learn from people who have done it, not just preach about it. So join us in Houston at the St. Regis, February 28th and 29th. We've negotiated amazing nightly room charges at $179. Even if you've been to a summit of ours before, do not miss this one. We're going to be focusing on digital marketing, including social media. Hope to see you there. So number two would be one that I learned from a buddy of mine who really drilled this in my head, no pun, uh, 15 years ago. And his name is Marvin Berlin. And he would no always- nice always hound got to do same day dentistry you've got to be open leave space to do same day dentistry right like leave that availability in your uh, t-bone says that too t-bone says when you're booked it out is the far. lowest hanging fruit in in actually doing collection is being able to go into an exam this jones i don't like the look of this lucky you I just had a cancellation. Let's go bang this out right now. Most people are like, holy cow, they feel lucky, right? That they kind of just won the, the, won the, the, uh, the lottery of you having an availability, right? They feel like they're already there. It's an, it's an arbitrage of their time, right? It's an advantage of their time. They're already there and, um, and cool. They don't have to go home and think about it and ask. Like, let's just go bang it out right now. And so having, having a slammed column all day, every day will not allow this. So if, you, if you're slammed all day, every day and to here till you know, uh, 2022, then like obviously you need to either create some bandwidth or hire someone that can actually take advantage of the fact that people want the convenience of same-day dentistry. It's the on-demand economy that we live in. People live in Amazon now. People live in Uber. I think that the parallel to that would be same day dentistry while they're sitting in our office. Absolutely. 100%. So, and, and the problem is, is that we start our practices with the sitting by the phone waiting for it to ring. Mm-hmm. And it's such a scary feeling. And then your phone finally rings and it's your mom just seeing if you need lunch or something like that. And, and you, 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 you're like, I, you just want to build it so big and you want to never go back to that feeling that you'd rather be super booked up. And when you're super, super booked up, there's a problem. And I'm in that position right now. We have, we put these blocks in and this is an important thing to do. The insurance, I know we're getting tangential, but this is another pearl. The insurance practice will tend to grow very quickly on its own. It's like you're trying to grow tomatoes. Insurance is weeds. It grows fast. So if you accept insurance, that's cool, but you must leave blocks for your fee-for-service patients because an insurance patient will wait, you know, maybe a week or two or three, but a fee-for-service patient won't wait more than three days. So keep your schedule wide open for fee-for-service blocks. Well, I wouldn't say keep it wide open. No, we'll keep blocks. Keep, keep a column. Yeah, exactly. Keep a column or something like that. And if that maybe, maybe, 
maybe maybe if you're a solo doc, like, and you have one high, uh, assistant, literally, I think one of the best investments for your practice would be if you're busy, hire another uh, assisted. Uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, Hygiene assistant. No, no, no. Uh, assistant uh, that can do expanded duties assistant. Hire an expanded okay, yeah. duties assistant that can run an own column and be ready and willing and able to do same day dentistry. That Absolutely. to me is like yep. a low, low hanging fruit. And you will watch your your production, your collections blast off. All right. Anything else to say on that, Craig? I think that's a good, I think we hit that one hard and fast. Okay, good. What's the third now? The third on that list. The third one have. I just modified. So we're going to have to change. We originally called this the top three things you need to do. But as I'm looking here, this, the topic is going to change. Where There might be five. Okay, okay whatever. So I like top three, and then you'll be surprised when you get in here. You get oh, five. It's like a bonus. Ooh, it's like a it's bonus. A bonus. Yeah, it's like Ginsu knives. All By right. the way, if you sign up for our summit, you'll get a Ginsu knife because I know that shit can cut through a can and then slice through a tomato too, right? You are shilling. You are shilling the summit super hard. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm excited about it though. I am go too. Ahead. It's, it is going to be rowdy. It's going to okay, be. Go. It's going to. I like when you use that word rowdy. It's Every time rowdy. I show a picture of Gavin doing something funny, like that's rowdy. Okay, go it ahead. What's the what number three? Go ahead. Number three would be. I think we talked about this recently. Again, I forget if sometimes we're recording when we talk or just talking. I know. But are we recording this? I thought yeah. this is a conversation <laughs> you and I have. But. But number three would be every time you come in to do an exam, mandate that high resolution occlusal photos are on the screen in front of that patient in some degree, whether it's an iPad, if you don't have the thing, walk in there with an iPad of it on there. If it's at the foot of the chair, if it's on the wall, mandate that that is what every hygienist does. And if you don't have that, start taking high resolution. So so Pete and I, when we talked about this topic, I asked him like, Pete, do you take a series of photos on every single patient that comes in? He's like, yes. I'm like, me too. For like the last 12 years, I've done that. Mm -hmm. So it's just so funny that like we don't talk about all this stuff, but we do such similar things to get such similar results. It's just uncanny. So that is so important, by the way. The first question that comes up when they see a high quality retracted occlusal view of a patient's mouth is whose mouth is that? Exactly. And you actually, we talked about this when we had uh, Aaron on from uh, Dental Tech Up, but and you're right. They do say that. But what's in, what I see a lot of is x-rays on the screen. And patients, oh, what yeah. they say, like, those look like toes is what I get all the time for some reason. And by the way, you and know. No they, one knows they how want, to read an x-ray. But they want to know. So they're like, what's that white thing? Oh, that's your earring. What's that? And then you spent like eight minutes. And now the average attention span of a human being is like one minute. So now they can't hear the problem you have. They're like just staring. They're trying to like figure out this, like some sort of Rorschach ink block test. But everyone can understand a picture, right? And if you struggle with communication and quote unquote enrolling dentistry, a picture will say a thousand words and they will drive it. They will say the thousand words. What's that? That looks bad. Is that a concern? It is bad. It's a crack. It's leaking. Yeah. It's this. What's it's that? that? Oh, no, right. that's your toroid. Don't worry about that. You know, what about this? What, what that big silver filling in there? But hey, Miss Jones, lucky you. That crack, I can actually see you because I just had a cancellation and, and we're ready to see you if you want to go ahead and bang this out right now. You know, you and I are fanatics about language. <laughs> I don't say cancellation because it lets people know you can cancel. I had a last minute change to my schedule. No, there we go. Yeah, because if you say I had a cancellation, that means that people do that. Too. All right. Yeah. No one ever cancels. They're it's waiting for years for me. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Last minute change. Um, I can accommodate so you today. Number three is put full arch high res photos on the screen. And I say high res because you don't have to do an individual teeth. You can actually zoom when the high res, you know, high res yes. picture, you, you can zoom right way. into. Because those intraoral cameras of one tooth don't mm. speak to the patient as the whole arch does. And you can zoom in. It's so awesome. You can zoom in and it still, it still doesn't um, pixelate. 
Funny can, enough, we never talked about this, Pete, and we're exactly the same about this on this one. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay, number four. We're on a roll. Number four is add services that are a impediment to people saying yes that will help them be comfortable. And you had put down nitrous, and I actually oh my sedation. god, nitrous is huge, right? So in our practice, we charge, I think seventy dollars. So if you do, we did the math. If you did one patient. One on each day, one patient. By the way, with those new Porter nitrous hoods, mm, I love those. those. Are so freaking badass! That was the one reason I did not offer nitrous to me people too, because me it too. literally got in my way. I was like, yeah. I can't work with this. So this, this is the clear plastic thing. It goes over their ears. It's flexible tubing. You, it doesn't restrict their motion. It doesn't restrict your face or anything like that. Or it's your never, hands. Or your hands. And if you just do, let's do the math here. So let's just say you charge 70 bucks, right? 70 bucks is probably an average fee, I would assume. And then you did it on one patient every day um, for the year. You would do an extra $18,000 worth of production just by adding one nitrous to one patient once a day. I'm going to tell you something funny that, um, not funny, but it's actually great that will support this. There is a practice in my town. You get choked up about it? You getting choked up about that? No, no. So I'm clearing my throat. I want to make sure I drive this. Practice in my town. That has on billboards and they're, and they're, you know, a general practice, right? They have offered on billboards free nitrous for every patient. As long as I can remember. Oh, we have one of those in my town too. Are they killing it? I don't know. Oh, well, I know that I know this practice that I know is doing really well. It's high volume practice, right? So it's a lot of, but it's, it's not suffering at all. And so obviously that kind of, I haven't gotten there to where I think that's something I want to kind of emulate, but, but I definitely want to have it available for all patients. And I kind of struggle with that. And I think Craig, literally my own imposition was that was going back to the masks. You know, a lot of the work I ever did or, or, or is on the front of people's mouths, right? So that, ma- that mask used to push down on the teeth I was trying to address, which was, you know, five through 12, right? Oh, and it yeah. used to always, drive always. me crazy. And, yeah. and my assistant was like, you want to offer nitrous? I was like, not really. You they didn't ask for it. You can't, you can't retract the lip pushing down on it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And so, um, so if you don't even, and if you're not plumb for nitrous, don't be afraid to use some of those mobile carts. Who cares? Yeah. I have some from yeah. offices that weren't and it's, it works great. And also like look into sedation and there's, there's varying degrees of sedation, but if someone's scared, which most of us are scared, hell I'm a dentist. I'm scared. Of yeah. I get, I get, I get nitrous from my cleanings because my teeth are sensitive. Yeah. So Look into look into uh, oral sedation, and then if you really want to offer an amazing benefit to people, look into getting um, IV certified. Oh yeah, um, amazing for sure. Easy for me to say because I have none of those certifications, but I just think it's amazing that the pra- our practice can offer it because the uh, the stud and studettes that provide it in in our office and people come off of the sidelines who would never have gone in the game of dentistry had that service not been allowed. Like there's some people who are just irreversibly petrified of the dentist and they're not going to get treatment unless, and, unless they have never, something like that. And never judge them. Never judge them. Never. Congra- of course. Congratulate dude, commend them. them. Commend them for yeah. coming off. Like the first a- thing. Yeah. Just say the first thing. There's so many patients that are scared of what you're going to say. Just say, congratulations. How long has it been since you've been in the dentist? 15 years. Why, why did you, why have you not gone? Was it money? Was it fear? Ask them. They could say it was money. And my uncle left me $5 million. 
And so then you know right now, but if it's fear, just say congratulations on taking the first step. It's awesome. Support them. So number five, then the fifth thing we're going to talk about is a, to increase production is look at becoming a super GP. I feel like there's a trend in dentistry where people are expecting, again, going back to number, you know, the on-demand economy, people are expecting things done under a consolidated house of services, meaning under one roof. No one wants yep. to go across town. No one wants a referral. I'm not saying that you should be a jack of all trades, right? But identify where there could be massive benefits to your patient population by not having to send them out. Whether it's an implants, learn to do that. The technology now is allowing us to become super GPs if we want, right? It's, it's disrupting the industry. And you and I are going to talk about this a lot at the Orem. Got it right, Craig. Oh at my God, you've been Aurum. practicing, Pete. The I have. Orem. At the Orem Appetite for disruption. Appetite. Hey, you just gave a, dude, you just stole our thunder. That okay, is the well, term. We don't out. tell edit anything else. Edit out. Yeah. All right. So next, no, I'm not going to edit out. So next month we're, we're doing, we're, we're talking about this at, at, at Orem. And it is the trend of where, the, you know, the super GP, and we've always said this, and it's just funny how this is becoming, like you're hearing other people talk about it. I feel like we, we coined that. Maybe, maybe we did not, but uh, I feel like we did in the book. But anyway, that being said, look at some low-hanging fruit where you're seeing a lot of referrals go out that maybe you could utilize technology and your available bandwidth and the fact that you want to learn another skill. Look at that and let that factor into your decision upon what you're going to do going forward into 2020. Yep. Because, wow, really patients, you've, you've established that rapport. You know how patients are always like, can't you just do this for me? How many times have you heard that, Craig? Like, hey doc, can't you just do it? I'm like, Miss Jones, you do not want me to do this on you. I, you want me to do extraction on you? Please, I, I'm comfortable with you. Please don't refer me out. And I, I, you know, I had to say, typically like, trust me, you don't want me doing this. You'll get a dry socket. But luckily I have Dr. Reason. Curry and all the, guy, all, the, all the guys and gals in my practice that can do amazing extractions. So yeah. if you don't want to learn, then maybe hire for your weaknesses. Just like we said, hire an associate or a trial partner in your practice that can actually fill in for... Um, so you at least have a super GP practice. Yeah, absolutely. Not, it's the reason why Target wants to sell toilet paper and milk and, and, and. I mean, people don't mm -hmm. want to go to multiple places. I mean, how, how many times have you bought something on Amazon knowing it's a dollar more, but you know you're not going to go to CVS in the next four days to get Q-tips? Yep. You don't need them really bad, but you just want to, you just want the convenience of it. So it's becoming well, convenient. Well, it's the economy we live in. The on-demand economy is, yep. is, per, is going to become more and, and more pervasive. And by the way, the likelihood of a person seeking specialty care decreases proportionately to the distance they have to drive. So handing stuff, <laughs> this is a true fact. This is, this is proven. This is proven. So if you give someone a referral saying, Hey, go to the oral surgeon and he's right there, the next operatory over, you're 90% going to go. Mm -hmm. I'm making the numbers up, but just for the, the sake of the um, understanding, if it's down the hallway, it's 80. If it's down the next floor and the next building, it's down to 50. If it's down across town, it's 20%. So proximity relates to the referral pattern. So bring people on that can do it. And even Bloody Tooth Guy said that. I couldn't believe he said that. Mm -hmm. Bloody he Tooth really guy, did. That was the awesome. The oral surgeon said, hey, what I would give advice to people, it's kind of not self-serving advice, but I would have specialists come into my office. Breaking crazy. Why the hell would he say that? That hurts his business model. I thought it was cool. That guy's a badass. Because he's because he's an abundant thinker. That's why. He's an abundant he, thinker. He's yeah. not a um, growth mindset. And that's that. I'm done with the top five, unless you can think right. of what anything think else. Hat, bro? Don't you love it? I love it. I have stuff that looks very, very similar to that, Craig. I wonder. No, you don't. I designed that logo, bro. Like, Craig, are you kidding me? No, 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 no. Don't go there. Let's let's have this argument offline so people don't think that oh this is scripted. Gosh. We'll talk. We'll put a pin in this, Pete. Oh my god! All right, I'm gonna go get a corned beef out of Mr. Schwartz's front teeth. Okay. <laughs>
Well, you just violated HIPAA if that was a real name. No, it's not. You know how many Mrs. Schwartz's <laughs> we have in South Florida, bro? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, bro. All right. Over and up. Thanks, everybody. Later, See you guys. next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. If you got any value or insight from today's episode, we ask for your help. First, review us on iTunes. It creates awareness to help others find us, and it literally takes like five seconds. Second, if you want to stay in touch with announcements and updates, text the words BULLETPROOF, all one word, to 345345. We promise not to bombard you with spam text. Also, don't forget to check out our upcoming summit, 2020 registration page at bulletproofsummit.com. We're going to be focusing on digital marketing, including social media. Do not miss this one for real. Thanks y'all.